You're about to listen to youth-produced content from Listen Up Youth Radio. Listen Up is a Twin Cities social enterprise working at the intersection of youth employment, leadership, and media production. Learn more at www.listenupyouthradio.org. This episode originally aired in June 2018. You're now listening to Just Listen. The first topic we'll be discussing today is how do you prevent negative energy from affecting your life? The main reason why I ask this question is because there's negativity everywhere in life. We have to deal with it either way. But what is the best way of avoiding it or not having to deal with the negativity and just be around positivity every day, even though that's not possible? That positivity everywhere around you. How do you avoid certain negativity? That's what I really wanted to understand. This is Todd Tills coming at you live from Minneapolis. We are talking on the topic of how do we prevent negative energy from affecting your life. Me personally, I believe that you cannot let go. If you let something affect your life, you are letting it affect your life. And it is not good or bad. Because we make our own definitions on what is good or bad. Obviously, circumstances will provide a very clear definition of what is wrong in your life or what may be going right. But deep down, the truth is what is making your life, however it is, is you. We all need to realize that. I realize that. I still need to realize that. I'm still catching up with how I have to deal with the places that I have placed myself just cherish the beauty and realize that it's all good. And if you can push through it and you have people by your side, you're blessed, you know. Even if uh, you don't have people by your side, still, because we all want to find clarity or deeper truth, we have to go through these things that make us uncomfortable so that we can make progress, so that we can stop the past from influencing our future and prevent our future from influencing our past. And hopefully one day we'll be able to just kind of be at peace like humanity should, you know. So this is Donovan touching on the topic. I feel like your your mindset really determines a lot how you deal with negativity in your life because people can have a very harsh relationship with negativity once it enters one's life. They... They feel like it's a huge barrier for them. They feel like they can't progress past it when in some cases it's better for you to just take a deep breath, step back, look at things for what they are, and then carry on. That looks different from for everybody. I feel like it takes a lot of muster on your end to feel in the moment that something is affecting you negatively and then taking the time to consciously step back and assess what's going on in your life as well as people that you kind of hang around. I I feel like you do become the sum of your peers because people radiate to a degree of their emotions. I mean, like whatever going on in their head, they they express without second thought. And um, it, it can bounce off of you in a very negative way and have a very unhealthy impact on your life. So it's all about who you associate with. It's all about 
how you look at the world around you, and it's all about your mindset. I really appreciate that, Donovan. I want to conclude my statement in agreement with Donovan and suggest to all who are listening that once they open up their eyes and heart, they will truthfully see that unconditional love is right around the corner. And unconditional means unconditional. And hopefully everybody will be able to experience that. The next question is, what is the idea of energy? Or what does energy mean to you? From my own perspective, energy can mean the way someone expresses oneself. I mean, the way one carries themselves and the way they interact with people. Because people can have a very negative way of engaging with other people while other people have a very positive and a completely opposite effect on people. And it's all about you, you taking the time to realize that we all project this sort of energy to other people when you communicate with them, when you engage with them, when you have disagreements with them, when you pass them on the street, it, it all really has an effect on one. Sometimes like in high school, for example, I, I dealt with a whole lot of negativity and I felt like that, that showed itself in energy because I, I felt like then I was lesser than after being bullied for like years and years at a time that after a while radiated off of them and glued itself to myself, which is unhealthy. But I've learned that, you know, there's much better ways to move through the world. And once again, it, it all comes back to mindfulness. I, I'm a real advocate for mindfulness, meditation, and the, the whole spill. Thank you, Donovan. This is Todd Dills. Touching on the topic of what is the idea of energy. The idea of energy is that itself an idea. Uh, a psychological, actual perception of a guess. A guess of your reality that you are creating, that we are all creating together. I think energy is, in addition, the chemistry or the goosebumps that you get or... The story that you hear, it is the telephone call with the great news. It is the connection that all things share. This energy is abstract and can never be enclosed, no matter what type of energy. It will always change. Energy is forever alive, just like the energy that it takes to lift your body. But once that energy is gone, for some reason, you weigh twice as much. It's the energy that gives us breath. It's the energy to being able to drive fast with precision. And we started off as cavemen. Energy of motion. Ringtones. <laughs> We're going live. We're taking this to the top charts. We're shutting down the bracket. We're going up. Todd Tills, everyone. So, the third and final topic of the evening. What is the ideal version of love? in a relationship. I feel like it, it changes from person to person in regards to how I carry my myself and what my idea of love is, is unconditional support, as well as undying respect and admiration. But then again, like that, I don't know, that could go south, but still, like, <laughs> I, I feel like support, a healthy amount of support is very important to me. The other person might not really care for that, so. My name is Jacquez McComb, 
speaking on what is the ideal version of love in a relationship. That to me is the appreciation and affection of everything, no matter what it is. The, the smallest thing, a piece of paper. It takes so much to make that piece of paper, you know? We cut down trees and whatnot. I appreciate the trees. I love, I love everything. Me personally, you know, that, that's what love means to me. The appreciation and affection of everything. Thank you, Jacques McComb, for that lovely description. Love. The only emotion that will make you want to cry and laugh at the same time, but only because of the power that you allow it to have and its grace that will carry you in. It is, to me, love, the ideal version is... Being able to wake up every morning, no matter what, with whoever you're laying by, a restart. Even if it's terrible. Even if you didn't do anything as a guy. (laughs) Or a gal. Doesn't matter. I also think that the ideal version is not only being able to wake up and always kind of start again, but always the one moment or the thread that connects two people is almost physically tangible. Like watching two people go and shut down egos in a room. Everyone's like, oh, look at her, and all the girls are like, look at him, and they're both like laughing with each other and laughing at the people that are hitting on them. That, to me, shows a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability, a lot of almost self-preparation. You have to literally kind of not care. Your, your person and your partner has to be there for you, too, so they can't just leave you hanging while you're out there making them look complimentary. So you got to be careful. But love is is a blinding universal force that is meant for all. We should all acquire it at some point. And if you don't know what that feels like, just realize that you having a quiet heartbeat as a human being experiencing this audio or whatever you are, place you're out of love. Even if you may not have much or don't look like much or you have too much. To me, Love is just a mystery. To me, it is. It's just a mystery. Who knows? Like, like people say, there's always that love on first sight. How do you? How do you even feel? Like, it's just like I don't know. I'm young. I'm only 18, so I was like, I see it all the time though. Like with older people and stuff, it's like, dang, like. I don't know how they did it. They're doing it, though. You feel me? They're up there. But it's like how you get that far with that person, and they keep you going without you, you know, slipping up and falling. And they're like, and then they, it's crazy, bro. I don't, people nowadays, I don't really see that nowadays. In the generations, well, we have to make our, our generations that are coming now, the babies, my nieces, everybody's nephews, daughters. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about their love and their and, and their generation, what love will mean to them. Because in my eyes, I haven't seen love in a while. And like the generations that are around me, at least. I see like the older generations, you know, you see the older people, they're together shopping, you know, they got that little rock on their finger and everything. 
but these gen is like the generation now is like they don't really want to even deal with it. They don't want to be hurt or want to even take the time. You know, they don't want to take time with anything. They just want to rush in and out. But everything takes time. So even love takes time. It even takes time to write the word love. It takes time for everything. So it's like people nowadays don't want that time, but I got too much time, so I don't know. It's probably, probably I don't know what to say, but I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? It just, it just comes like the most smallest thing. Like you said, the smallest thing that's crazy can create a lot. Like a little seed or a mustard seed just coming out the concrete. It's just crazy to me. Love is just a mystery. Coming from Joshua Anderson. This is Don again. Uh, and from my perspective, like attachment can take many forms. There's lust, there's friendship, there's, you know, all it it takes so many different forms, even from like casual friends that, that you just kind of engage with minimally. You you still slightly care about that individual enough to not want them to die. Like it, it's enough to care to a certain degree, I think. Um, yeah. So the difference between love and attachment, I feel like love is something that hits strong and then slowly trickles but it gets it plateaus it never it should never completely bottom out but in some cases it does you know that's unavoidable in some cases and in that regard you know it's best in best for you to move on from that and find someone that willing to maintain love and uh with attachment i feel like it's definitely more um I wouldn't say uh, superficial, but at the end of the day, it it plays a part. I mean, there we surround people, we, we surround ourselves with people that we see our reflection in to a certain degree, because we like familiar familiar things. It's just a part of human nature to a degree. So, um, yeah, attachment once again can take many forms. So. It's kind of tough to kind of separate the two, but I feel like they do they do play closely when we're talking about love. Attachment and love. Love, to me, is everlasting, you know? But when you're attached to someone, you can always, like, you know, cut the rope or burn bridges. You can't really burn bridges in love because that bridge will always burn. It's a big bridge, you know, it's been forever, for like a long time. Like love's supposed to last. It's not supposed to just up and go. Attachments can do that. Attachments, you can be attached to like, oh, I don't want you to go, da, da, da. But when they leave, it's like, dang, they're gone. Can't really do nothing about it. But love, it's like, I don't want you to go. No, not ever. They go, you're done, you're literally, probably eating ice cream with 30 cats in your room. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling, I'm just being, it's kind of, I'm just being funny with it. It's just the truth though. Like if you lose somebody that you love, I don't think you would even want to, you wouldn't even have the energy to get up in the morning or the energy to pick up the phone when somebody's trying to call you, you know, 
love actually has a lot to do with attachment, but love always overlaps with attachment. Because being attached to somebody is like, you don't have to be attached to them. It's just, it's just like your friendship or it's like, y'all been through enough to be like, oh, I know what you've been through. You know what I've been through. That's an attachment. But love is like, I know what you've been through and I don't want you to go through that ever again. You know what I'm saying? It's like attachment. You're like, oh, we can get through this together, but we still going to go through this because we're still doing the same thing. Love is like, I don't want you doing this. I don't want you doing that. I want you to do this. We, we don't have to go through all that. Sometimes attachments can distract you, tell you to go the other way, and you'll probably go way down the hill, and that attachment leave you. Oh, yeah, you, are you down here? Well, I'm still kind of up here, so I don't have a ladder or a rope to help you up, so I'm not really attached like that anymore. You feel me? It's, it's just like that. You don't really... Like, love is like, oh, I know your mommy, you know my mom. Or I know your father, your grandparents, so we can come over and eat spaghetti at night. Attachment is like, bro, I got to sneak it to your fridge. <laughs> I got to sneak it to your fridge just to get some water or some Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's an attachment, bro, getting yelled at by their parents. Like, you ain't never going to be nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. I ain't never had no, like, love. Like, people were like, here, just take it. It was always like rough love, I guess. What's it called? Tough love. Like, oh yeah, you can't. What you doing? Get out of my refrigerator. I'll get it for you. you can ask type stuff. Like, love is like, oh you can you can go ahead and do whatever you. Yeah, I know it's, attachments is. There's difference. There's a big difference, but it's like. Love can be a huge attachment. Love can be one of those attachments you can't. Get rid of, you know. It's gonna be there for life or for eternity. You know, passing it on. That was really awesome. Thank you, Josh. I think love itself is a paradoxical attachment itself. Sometimes you have to be strong enough and loving enough to want the best for the person that you care about to the point where you may not be able to spend your life with them anymore. If you truly care about them, and it may bring you to that point, sometimes you may have to sacrifice the people in your life. You know, it's all about finding those who are worth sacrificing for, sacrificing your time, your effort, your emotional energy, your financial situation, your emotions, your thoughts. It's a lot, and to the wrong person. Or giving it to the right person too early can also be extremely, you know, heavy. So it's important that regardless of whether you feel love or attachment, you distinguish that you have to remain your own individual, you have to be strong for yourself, and you keep your pockets closed with money, you keep your heart wealthy with love, and you stay rich in memories, and you always love us.
Hello, uh, I am here today with my group. Our topic today is going to be how can we connect to our natural and spiritual environment? I mean, I created this question, so it's like, to me, it's like, I just want to know how could we change our environment, but spiritually change it without physically harming anything at all. We could connect to our environment without harming it, without even putting our hands on it. We can just leave it be and just chill, let it just go with the flow, you know? Hi, this is Adana. Um, when it comes to like mother nature and like letting things go and things like, there's a difference between letting things go and then letting things grow, you know? So, so with the with the letting things grow, you're still nurturing it, but 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 patiently. I think like as humans connecting with nature and health and things like that, I think that has to do with diet mostly, you know, natural things. They're better for us, so it might be better for us in the long run to connect and see what uh, Mother Nature's about. I'm just trying to understand how can we begin the process of fixing our spiritual being to connect back to our nature, like our natural ways. Like we wasn't always cooped up in the houses, you know. We were always either hunting or literally farming. There was the hunters and there was the farmers, you know. And the farmers are like the ones that taught themselves, like, oh, we got it, we got to grow this. This grows off of just planting it, you know. It's the hunters are like. We have to track this person, you like, or track this food down, and that's our food for tonight. It's like a process. There's different spiritual beings, like a dog and a cat, you know? How cats, they don't need you. They'll, they could be cool and like, yeah, I, I must use this litter box, you know what I'm saying, and go lay down. <laughs> Dogs, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna pee on your carpet, and you know, I'm, I'm just gonna look at you and like, just have a little smirk on my face, my tongue out. No, I need you to take me outside to use the restroom. But cats are like, I don't need you at all. Just give me my food. And we cool with each other, you know? I know you're, my per you're the person to give me the food. Dogs are like, nah, man, you got to take me outside. <laughs> or something going to go down on your carpet. I'm going to ask another question. Focus more on spiritual part of nature. Anybody got thoughts on yeah. that? Like your spiritual reality instead of your physical reality type. Okay, me as a person, I always, you can see an aura around someone. I literally learned not to judge a book by its cover because there's so many books. You can't just be like, oh, that's a boring book. But then when you go in the book, you're like, oh, it's a lot of, it's, it's just a lot to take in. Okay, I'm following you, but I also believe that there's a difference between judging and reading their their vibe. The vibe is what they give off, and you're just reading it. Judging is all based on you. And I feel, I feel people's spirits all the time because I'm an empath. Whatever the person next to me is feeling, I feel it on a very like high base. But if I can't feel anything, you can't trust them. But like if somebody's kind of scared or kind of nervous, you know, I'm not even talking about like detective hand signals or anything. I just breathe and calm, you know, and, and just like notice, not stare and you can usually feel it. So how can we connect to our natural and spiritual environment? What my other member was saying about growth, from even just growing from a, you know, a newborn to a baby to a, you know, to a toddler, when you get 11, 12, beginning to get puberty. What happens to the spirit throughout the It like develops, it develops as you grow, your mind develops. 
I think I, I have a simple way of saying it. As you grow, your your spirit starts to dim. Your yeah. spirit starts to like dim down. You can't really connect to it anymore because you're more in the physical realm than you were like imaginations or the spiritual realm. I grew up in churches like that. So it's like, all of this is happening for a reason, you know? Everything happens for a reason. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Whatever plant it is, though, you know, it's all part of a plant. If your spirit is dimming out, there's a reason for that. It's probably what you've been through, all type of stuff. You know, it's, it's not because you're not connected anymore. You got to change your, your fire, flame. You got you to turn it back on, like how the furnace goes out. Yeah, kind of got to rekindle yourself. Yeah, because as we get, you know, older, we can lose our spark. Sometimes you got to step out your, uh, your comfort zone and go find another spark. You guys are talking about how the uh, spirit dims, you know, as you go on through life. But if you think of it like off of like Christianity, if anything, their spirit gets stronger. You know what I'm saying? Because they're because of they're like, you know, OK, this is the idea. Like not that anybody has to believe it or not believe it, but they're trying to purify themselves and to like be with God. So they're only getting stronger and closer versus like the the idea that we're dimming out. And I feel like because the spirit and the body are two different things, I think that you can have a bright spirit even if you're old because it doesn't, there's actually no connection. It's just the atoms need a shape and this is what we are. But the spirit lives on forever. And I feel like sometimes that's what like karma is about and that's why I feel like there can only be so many different personality types. And I know this sounds weird. What if like I die but then I come back in my next life, but it's I, just my spirit, like my personality comes back in like in like a zebra. That would be dope. Or like, <laughs> so the trap, so the my uh, soul has more adventures. But this body, I'm only gonna look like this this time. My name is uh, Adana ZZ on Instagram. <laughs> is there an afterlife? That's questioning heaven and hell, you know. But if there's a heaven and hell, then what are we what are we doing right now? I feel like, well, in my, as, as, in my, like, understanding, I feel like we are just in limbo. We're just on our little adventure to prove ourselves to go through them gates or down, down that river, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I've always, I know that there's an afterlife. I don't know about anybody else. There's differences between is there and knowing that there is there there ain't no hiding from it and you can't get away from it because it's gonna be there for your eternity of your soul living bro like you're not gonna you can't dodge it it's like death you can't dodge that it's gonna happen sooner or later it's not even a bad thing it's it's just natural the world is it's just a circle so if there's a circle in the natural life, what about like, how our spirits travel? Like, that'd be some, yeah, that'd I don't be know. That'd be, that'd be some stuff right there. I don't even think like that. Definitely don't, you know, care about nobody, you know, whether you rich or poor, yeah. you sick or, you know, you sick or healthy. They don't care about nobody. It's just coming around the corner for everybody. It's so you know, that's the purpose of death because, you know, if we could live forever, then what's the point? I think the the shorter the lives are of spirits, like humans or animals, 
Maybe even plants, but I don't know because I haven't really thought about that part. I feel like the shorter the life, the more beautiful the spirit, actually. But if you could live for like 800 years, like you gonna get bored. You really like yes. go wanna pull your, just oh, do yeah. crazy shit. You ever like hear about those kids that get sick and they be on TV and they have cancer and things like that? And they're gonna, they're nine and they're gonna die like next week. Their spirit is just pure. beautiful, pure, yeah. like. What y'all think about that? That's true though. That's deep. That's uh, that's like a powerful message. The doctors or the nurses, they don't, they don't really know. They just doing, yeah, doing what job. they feel like, you know, they doing what they learn. Mm -hmm. Somebody could die. That ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> How much do you guys think choice is involved in this? Cause you guys are talking about pure souls. Is it the decisions they make in this life contribute to who they are? Or is this just some preordained stuff and the next mm -hmm. life is the next life? Like how does choice relate? Okay, I think that it's about like equality and things like that, but we're not all brought into this life with the same amount of money, the same kind of parents, stress levels, where, you know, we're different culture, all these things. So if we have different amounts of challenges in each life, then they can't all be compared just like that. Did they steal, did they not? Because that person in Mexico might have needed to steal to like feed his family versus this kid in Minnesota wanted to steal because for fun you know so so that's not going to be looked at the same it's not just stealing is a sin it's, or this is the sin like you got to look at it in if they had the same opportunity so how who can judge us like how can even god like how can he judge us i'm not saying he can't like you know the guy ain't gonna never forsake you he ain't gonna never judge you you know your mom will let you down your father will let you down your parents will let you down but god won't let you down i think it got it got something to do with choices i think emily's right to a certain extent, because you kind of, you can make your bed in various ways. So it's, it, it kind of boils down to that, but you can never be judgmental about somebody's choices. You know, while you was probably in your bed, you know, you got cable and watching your favorite show, they was probably trying to figure out how to get out the cold and try to get a new pair of shoes and, you know, get them, get them worn socks they want at Walgreens, but you got a bunch of them. Instead of judging them, you know, I think people can help people from, making bad decisions, they was more helpful. Uh, let me give you, let me give you these socks that you ain't even gotta go put your life on the line for. I got a bunch of them right here. I think it got a lot to do with people being more understanding of the fact that, well, I might not know what you're going through, but I'm pretty sure I could figure out a way to stop you from making that choice that you ain't gotta make. Help a little bit. I'm low-key in shock right now because all of that, the choices of my life, how I made, like, I can relate to what, what y'all was talking about. Like, like when my dad left me, he left me and my brothers and sisters with my mom, just my mom, you know what I'm saying? She was by herself. And there was six of us. I'm the third oldest, you know, but my, out of my dad's children, I'm the first oldest, bro. So the other, the other two would do what they want, you know, they'd do their little high school shit. Me, as a as a little kid, bro, I, yeah, I used to still, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't for me. For real though, like, it wasn't for me. I either be stealing some bread, some peanut butter and jelly, something like that, bro. But it wouldn't be no, I'm about to steal some toys. We'd literally work for it, bro. If we wanted something, we'd work for it. We'd go, you know, go rake some leaves at an old person house. You know, it wasn't that hard. But it was the choices that I made that got me to this point in my life, bro. So it's like, I can make I can make certain choices right now that could change my whole future. I agree with that, and you know, choices. You know, it really it's it's a really heavy topic because 
we all have made choices that feel like tough decisions and sometimes it's, it's tough to make a right choice. I want to, you know, speak on just stealing. You know, you could go in a store, like you say, you might have stole, you know, peanut butter and jelly yeah, and the bread. And, you know, an uh, employee know why you stealing, you know, because of what you stealing. You think about that. He got baby food. He's stealing for his, you know, his, uh, his nephew. But they are still criticize you for that. Instead of just saying, you know what, come here, come here. I don't want nobody to see you. Let me give you a discount. And just bring it back when you can. Or I'm going to let you take it. You see, that's what it comes back to, just caring a little bit. When you see somebody making a bad decision, because we all see people making bad decisions. I think some people don't think about it like, man, that could be me. With the choices of like helping ourselves and then helping other people, I really do agree with the helping somebody a little bit, you know, because everybody can do a little bit. It's just like some of those big sacrifices, it's like harder to take for another person. But uh, like you said, like if you let them take the bread because they're feeding their niece or whatever, and then and then they got to bring them to daycare and let's say I run into them and they need a bus token. Okay, give them a bus token. It's just a cycle of like, oh, I'm not alone. Like. They, they can't help me. But if you actually think about it in a bigger scale, like let's say that you give someone $5, but you make what, $1,000 a month, right? So if you were like a rich person, your $5 is somebody else's 500 million. Like help them give something. And they'll appreciate it like it's a lot more than whatever it is you gave them too. That's true. That, that could change somebody's day, life, moment. And it come down to that, you know, when they got that stuff on their heart, like, man, what am I going to do? It could change that last two minutes. You give them that $5. It create a domino effect. Man, it, it can get contagious. Yeah. You know, the way you give it to them, how you give it to them, how you look in their eyes, like. Not embarrass them. Like, hey, you, you feel me? Like, no, and they ain't going to take it personal. Yeah. And some people make bad decisions because they feel like they don't got nobody. They can have everything in the world, you know. They can have a million dollars, but they might, if they never had the love from their mom, that ain't going to mean nothing. You see what I'm saying? So that person that don't got a million dollars, he got love from his mom and five dollars. It's the difference. He got the unconditional love. That money can't love you all the time. Exactly. There ain't no such thing as money loving you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> One of the reasons I asked about choice is because choice is a big part of spirituality. Like there's you know, debates about is there a higher power, is there afterlife? You have choice, are you just predestined, right? People who believe that there's no morality related to choice, like today you are the choices that you make, it's not good or bad, tomorrow you could be a different person, solely based on who you choose to be, what you choose to do. Then there's religions who all people are evil and you have to do certain things to get into heaven, right? So they already have this certain view on it. So there's less choice involved. You have to follow these rules in order to be a good person, get into heaven. So that's why I ask about choice. How much of choice is, is you, is yourself? How much does that determine who you are? Um, a lot of times with choice, you have to know that you have a choice. And, and because of like uh, life being so hectic and overwhelming, um, the calmer you are, the more options you feel like you have and you just see that, that that's what you have. So depending on certain cultures and things like that, we are pre-thought to like be certain ways or thinks a certain way, you know? Or you know how like in some cultures you have to ask, even though you know it's your own choice, just because like that's how it's done. 
So then you start like really thinking like, oh, I gotta ask. Yeah, uh, you said uh, the choices determine who you are. Well, to me, not really, because at the just like I was saying, choices you make could have been, you know, you know, why you made that choice because you was in a, you know, survival situation. So I don't necessarily think, you know, because people that made bad choices and they and they are very successful mm -hmm. in this world. So I think it's like a learning experience. Learning from that bad choice is really the key. Uh, if you don't learn from that bad choice, that's who you is going to be because you're still doing the same thing. Honestly, like there could be different characters in that choice, like characteristics in that choice. Like literally, it's not, it's not just the choice. It's always about that energy that was, what you give, you receive. Literally, like domino effect. If you give somebody five dollars and then they remember that moment and they can never find you, but then there's another person that needs like money, they'll probably double it and be like, oh, ten dollars. Yeah, I, I just I already got money. Then that person goes on and be like, oh, this person doesn't have any, I'm about to give him $20. I got $10 for free. It's a domino effect. It keeps going. But then if you make a negative choice, the domino effect is, is it's the same. It's going to be the same, but negative. Just recently feel like I've had the choice to change my days, you know? But when I was growing up and things like that, so many things happened that were not my choice. Every place that we went, I didn't know who, who they were. I didn't know that I wanted to go there. You know what I'm saying? I was born in a third world country, put on a plane. I'm in America. Like, that was not a choice. You know, like, the neighborhood. There is no, everything was just happening to me. But now that I'm an adult, even though, like, I've been through things and some of them have been traumatic and things like that, I finally do have the choice. So it's like, you have to wake up from, like, whatever it is, like, that you, that you was, that you're dealing with because when you finally do cross the finish line, you know, you might be so used to like dreaming about it that you don't wake up and like enjoy it. Yeah, being woke. Like she was saying, when you were a kid and you know, since this is, you know, a program for the youth, I'm gonna go deep into homelessness, which is probably another topic. You know, when you homeless, you know, your mom and your dad has to make a decision on what shelter y'all gonna go to uh, and she just bringing her baby with her so I think it is a lot I got a lot to do with stages of your life once you understand what you went through you could you could it's easier to make a choice when you were a kid you don't you can't make that choice to you know eat applesauce or eat carrots you know your mom gonna make you eat your carrots when you eat your dinner you have no choice uh, so I think it's about stages your life. The choice that I just made was to talk about something really important. Yeah. And it stopped me from talking on this very important, you know, this this is this is our studio right here, you know what I'm saying? So I forgot what we were talking about. So could the team tell me what we talking about again? You know what I'm saying? Uh, does choices basically make, oh, okay. make you who you are? Dang, it's like the red and blue pill, you know? Like the Matrix. Huh. If you take the blue pill, you're going to be in the regular life you've been seeing your whole entire life. So basically, you're going to keep your diapers on, you know? Or you're going to keep your diaper on. Or you can learn to use the toilet and take the red pill and be like, dang. So this is reality. You know what I'm saying? You can't, can't make a choice and be like, oh, I'm about to sit here and watch this all go down in front of me. No, my choice is to get something done before anything happens.
that will harm people that we care about or the earth that we care about, you know? We gotta make that choice to either be asleep or wake your souls up and then grind every morning, you know what I'm saying? Look in the mirror and be like, yeah, you did that. You woke up this morning. You brushed them teeth, bro. Say a little something to myself in the mirror. It's a choice. You don't have to do that. You can go straight back to sleep. I'm gonna wrap it up with saying this. Everybody should all make good choices. Because making good choices, you know, will lead you, you know, to you know, bigger and better places that you would want to be. What does that mean? Well, first of all, think about if you, when you have a dream, you know, your dream is most likely going to be good. So you make them choices to succeed that dream. If you making if you making good choices to succeed that dream, it's gonna turn out good. I think everybody should all make good choices in this world and uh, help yourself, help one another. But another thing is, sometimes choices ain't got nothing to do with anything, cause people fall asleep and never wake up again. That ain't got nothing to do with no choice. But I think uh, about the being a good person. If you don't know if what you're doing is good or bad. Just just think about it as, uh, would you want that same person to do that same thing to you or for you or at you? If it makes your day better, then it's good. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Next time, we're going to come with more banging talking topics, and um, thank you. All right, you know, this, this is young Gerard De Niro, the kid, you know what I'm saying? Tune in to all of our, you know, you know what I'm saying, our little studio times, man. Sometimes we go come with some comedy. We wrapped it up. Bang. Devontae, we out. Just listen. I already got my Instagram in there. Adana.zz. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Just Listen. And that concludes today's podcast of Just Listen.